0: hello and welcome to the first ever episode for the chat with matt podcast i'm buzzing to eventually arrived at this point it's been a long journey we're talking everything fitness adventure spirituality positive mentality all that good stuff and the first ever guest i have on here is the one the only niall naga Get ready, set, Niall is a professional bodybuilder, he is a mega fitness influencer and an all-round amazing person. He's got a very alternative way of thinking of things. He thinks thinks of different angles to different situations and hopefully some of that stuff can be applied to your life or, you know, it can get you thinking in a different way about your current situation. In this conversation, we discuss his journey, we discuss how he's in an open relationship, mental health, how he doesn't compare himself to others, and all that good stuff. So, without further ado, let's chat with Matt. This is a chat with Matt podcast, and this is my brother, Niall Naga, on with me. How you doing, my man?
1: What is up, dude? How's it going, man?
0: Oh, it's good brother. It's better seeing your face as well. Like how's life been treating you?
1: Life's been crazy, dude. It's been absolutely unreal. Like every morning for like the last year or so I would like wake up meditate. And, um, I know if you know Joe Dispenza. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He's a dude. Amazing. Amazing writer. I would, uh, essentially meditate on my future and visualize the future I want every morning for 30 minutes and dude like right now every time i do that every time i visualize my my future in the morning it literally looks the exact same as the life i'm living right now which is that's fucking crazy sick. you know what i mean <laughs> that's
0: sick so you've yeah. actually it's like placing in an order in the future but it's already here you're living a yeah, dream life happening. that's what right. i kind of want to get on to is like the man like you you have everything to the outsider you're like you're great looking guy you're a professional bodybuilder you've succeeded in your career you're just like killing life like how how does that happen how do you achieve so much man
1: (laughs) dude i don't even it's weird i don't even really feel like i've achieved so much but like i guess um crazy thing is like you never really see it coming Mm. as long as put yourself on the path that you know that you you're you're working towards your future and you're working towards your goal as long as you know you're making each step no matter how small it is you're still working towards it you know what i mean you're still moving in that direction like i had no fucking clue what i was going to do dude i had no fucking clue what i was going to do when i moved to san diego like
2: mm-hmm.
1: like i was an engineer for like a year and a half right yeah so i was working as an engineer for a year and a half in indiana and i was like oh my god every fucking day i wake up at like seven go to work eight to five and the entire time don't tell my boss i'm literally just thinking about fuck i want to go to the fucking gym (laughs) i
0: I feel like a lot of guys and girls can relate to that to be honestly yeah (laughs) no seriously and it's, it's kind of sad in a way because like I did that as well, where it was just like, you're nine to five and all, it was actually longer than nine to five. You're just doing it. And then you just like, I hate this, but I just can't wait. And then your only sort of pleasure throughout the day is the gym, you know, but it's, it's good too, because this gives some, some people an outlet as well. But I think the big thing with you is that you just like stay true to yourself and just follow your passions and, You didn't go out with any expectation. You just went and you say, "I want to be the best that possibly can be." And look at you now. So, (laughs) like, it's pretty impressive. But I want to know what what's your day to day routine? Like, you run like successful business. You're unbelievable shape. I'll tag your socials and stuff because if people haven't seen your shape, it's like like you wouldn't believe it. You think it's painted on, and and you. I know this from firsthand. You've got an unbelievable social life. So how do you balance all that?
1: Dude, honestly, the balance is definitely hard, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, right now my kind of, my life is, a. Uh... Is looking a little bit different than it has before because i am focusing on expanding right mm-hmm. now i'm working on an app a fitness app to expand my coaching business because cool. uh, originally i was coaching like you know 20 30 clients or so but mm-hmm. the thing is like when i have a client i really really care about that client and i really care about the relationship like each person is like it, it's a it, it's a whole fucking other life that you're affecting and so mm-hmm. each client that you have is literally another relationship in your life and to me what's more important in life and your relationships and your connections with people. So like that stuff has taken so much of my time in the past. Originally I'd wake up, try to get some content out as soon as possible and then spend the rest of the day scheduling calls and then talking to those clients and then making their programs and also helping them with whatever their, whatever issues they're running into, whether it be, um, you know, physical in the gym diet or even mental and spiritual um, but unfortunately wanting to expand and wanting to focus on like expanding my business and expanding my my clientele and my social media, mm-hmm. I have to look into expanding my either my coaching mm-hmm. to other coaches or how to scale my business in a different different sense. And hence the app. Right, and hence the app, exactly. Mm-hmm. So so I've dropped most of my coaching clients, I'm only coaching maybe 20% of what I was coaching before. Mm-hmm. And now I'm spending the rest of that time focusing on creating this app as well as creating my content and expanding to YouTube as well. So mm-hmm. basically what my day looks like is I wake up in the morning. Um, I don't wake up too early. I have a later. So everyone's <laughs> like, oh, I wake up at like 5 a.m. okay started. Sorry, guys. I wake up at fucking 10 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, it just works with my circadian rhythm because you know how we are. We yeah. like to stay up on the weekends. So, <laughs> if we're gonna stay up till four AM on the weekends. Do I really have to like wake up at at seven on the weekdays? Like, yeah. uh, like you not. know, the
0: big thing is uh, I'm just so impressed by you in a way because I remember remember the Miami trip we took, and uh, you know we like to party all our group. Like we love going party. Oh, yeah. Did that obviously with Levi in Miami, and yeah. uh, you brought like meal prep food the entire time. So oh, yeah, like, <laughs> I was mean, like, like fish and rice the whole, entire time. <laughs> like, you know, you get, I'm so sorry, dude. It smelled so bad. <laughs> it smelled terrible. <laughs> but it's it's so impressive. I seen it firsthand. I was like, like most people, like, me including I I like to stay in good shape, but most people would go away for like three days or whatever and just like say, all right, I'll try and stay half decent or I'll just go full-blown, I don't care. But, like, you just were just, like, I'm going to balance this. I'm going to get the best of both worlds. Like, it's such a, a smart way to do it. Like, and I think you're so methodical with your bodybuilding, and that's why you've been so successful. Do you think that comes from the engineering side of things? You're brilliant?
1: <laughs> Not brilliant, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no. But I definitely – I I see where you're coming from and I do think maybe potentially it does kind of come from the engineering side of things. Um, I feel like, uh, like, you know, being in school to be an engineer, you kind of learn a lot about structure. Mm -hmm. So a lot of my um, ideal ideology in in bodybuilding and fitness um, comes from like science and energy in versus energy out. Yeah. And bio mm-hmm. and I, I guess I, I do think a little bit more logically in that sense. So my thoughts regarding like bodybuilding and nutrition is like, if you don't have the data, if you haven't been recording data to see the results and see a trend line of what the results you are creating of yourself over a long period of time, mm-hmm. then how are you going to know whether or not these variables affect you in these way and gain these results,
0: exactly. Yeah.
1: So, something that I've just found that I do for myself. Obviously, not everyone has to do it because it's not easy for everyone to do, and obviously, it can take time. But if you ask me any day in like the last three years or four years or so, what I ate, I could literally pull it up to you on this app and tell you exactly what I ate. For those that listen, and what app is that? So this is a this is Macros Plus. Um, my Macros Plus on iPhone. I just chose mm-hmm. to use My Macros Plus because I was doing a, I was just researching a lot of different apps and, like My Fitness Pal, in order to use all of its, um, all of its stuff, Teachers, you have yeah. to have a subscription, right? Yeah. Whereas this is like two ninety nine and you have it for the rest of your life. Oh, there. <laughs> like that sounded. There you right? go. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Um, the library isn't the biggest, but you can custom add any macronutrients you want. So. So wait, you, have-
0: you've got. You've got your entire, everything you've had for the entire, like, since you've had that up, essentially.
1: Yeah. Every single yeah. day. Every single day. Well, I mean, maybe there would be, like, one day where I was, like, like at a rave or something and, like, so <laughs> yeah. started put everything in, you know? And
2: just,
1: <laughs> <laughs> i has been most of the day doing cardio anyways. But, um, Shuffling away. I'm pretty, I feel like I could say that, you know, 99% of it is filled out since i've since i've uh, gotten the app yeah.
0: that's so. crazy like and that's how you become a pro bodybuilder. like that's the level that, that <laughs> it, literally but um did, so you say you didn't really have any expectations to go into art to compete or do whatever you just wanted to enjoy mm-hmm. the gym when you started off right what how did you become then was it a natural path to becoming like a Like, you're a mega fitness influencer, like 1.2 million followers. Like, was it a natural path to become that? Or did you start to gain some traction just by putting out workout videos and then you just, like, banged? Or then you saw there's a a market for this?
1: Right. So, crazy shit. And I'm actually going to create a YouTube video about this, about how I, like, had my growth and everything, just because it's kind of interesting and it's kind of cool to see but like dude originally i had nothing bro like i was like i started lifting when i was 12 and i was just fat and my parents put me in all these sports and i hated taking my shirt off in front of girls like and like, <laughs> like i was in swim clue i was in tennis football swimming soccer all this shit and like i like i didn't like going to swimming because i had to take my fucking shirt off and i, I was so mm. impressed about it and people would pick me last for like scrimmages and stuff because i was like overweight and like not healthy and like not fit and stuff so yeah yeah why would you want me to be on your team you know <laughs> so I just started lifting and I asked well football came around uh, middle school and that they introduced you to weights in middle school mm-hmm. and I was like wow I can lift a lot and I hate cardio so maybe I'm just going to start lifting instead to make myself <laughs> like that was my idea too so, yeah. so I asked my parents to, to buy me a bench press set um, for my garage I just started lifting in my garage at like age 12 and then i kept doing that all the way through college but I didn't start Instagram until like sophomore junior year of college mm-hmm. when I finished being a pledge at my fraternity finished freshman year and just entered into a relationship in college that ended up lasting almost four years
2: mm.
1: so I gained 30 pounds freshman year <sighs> i don't know mirror and i was like fuck me dude (laughs) (laughs) what have i done every single (laughs) fresher yeah dude and i was just like okay i need to take a step back i need to look at myself i need to get myself back into shape Mm -hmm. so i did some research on some bodybuilding competitions that i was really interested in and then i just put all the rest of the college money i had into some fucking bodybuilding competition, because like you had to pay like three hundred dollars or something as the entry fee, and then you got to pay like another um, hundred fifty or whatever for the tan and yeah. then some other. So, so like, originally,
0: you just did that to as a goal, as something to work towards, so that you oh, were motivated. To get to the ship.
1: yeah. So originally, I I invested myself into a competition in order to force myself to lose weight and get back into shape, because mm-hmm. if I didn't. If I didn't do that, Mm -hmm. one, I would just waste all the money I just spent on the competition. And that was all the money I had in college. And then two, I would make a fool of myself on stage.
2: Mm. And then the
1: final thing as the tip of the iceberg that I did in order to keep myself accountable was I started my fitness Instagram and I started posting myself and my journey. Like, not like, oh, you should do this. You should do that. Because, you know, where do I even have the credibility at the time? It was like, this is me. This is where I'm at. Like now, you got to see my journey. Hopefully, I do well on stage or whatever. And so slowly, you could see my like transformation as I lost like thirty pounds and wanted cool. um, to get ready for the stage. And yeah. it just—it was a perfect way to really, honestly keep me accountable and not—not not, you know—not cheat.
0: <laughs> wow, that's really interesting. Yeah. Actually, so you just made yourself like really vulnerable, and you're just like. This is me right now I'm not not in great shape, and I yeah. want to be in great shape, so I'm just gonna be held accountable by all these people and you're just gonna like that's pretty ballsy to be fair like going in front not only instagram but going in front on stage like I'm sure during your pro comp or like your your higher level competitions you were like nervous stepping on stage as most people are like because you're being judged by by like loads of people that are just watching you and they're like, that's pretty ballsy to do that when <laughs> you weren't in shape at all. And then yeah. uh, like, how many weeks was that to your show or?
1: Um, till that first show? Yeah. Like how many weeks did I prep for the first show? Yeah. for I, I can't quite remember, but I think it was probably at least 20 weeks because I, I had like a lot to lose. Yeah. Yeah. So, it was definitely at least a 20-week prep.
0: That's sweet, though. That's unreal. And so, uh, when people started to see your journey, your transformation on Instagram, then your content blew up, all that stuff, yeah?
1: So, well, I was posting my journey and, like, my content never really blew up. Um, Like, maybe junior, senior year of college, I had, like, one picture that for some reason kind of went... I think it went... (sighs) I think it went viral in like Thailand or something. I don't know. Just mm-hmm. a little bit, a little bit. And so I, I I jumped up from like a few thousand followers, just like a regular Instagram profile to like over 10K. And yeah. then I, and then from there, I kept posting pictures and I would grow just a little bit, like just very, very, very slowly until I graduated college. And I just kept posting on Instagram mm-hmm. and like do a little bit of YouTube through college just as a hobby. Cause I was it like- watched I, them. I would, I was like, I would love to be there someday, yeah. but like, I'm just going to try it, whatever.
0: Yeah. Right?
1: Might as well do something. Um, that's cool. With my time, that's actually an investment in myself that I love doing, right? Yeah, absolutely. So I just kept doing that and then I did that, I kept I continued it while I was an engineer for a year and a half and then I moved to San Diego to mm-hmm. do my master's in engineering
2: mm-hmm.
1: and when I moved to San Diego, I had like 25,000 followers. Mm. So it like, I still really didn't have anything. <laughs> I still really did not have very much um, of a following base at that time. Um, yeah. But I just knew that, like, you know, I, I had no fucking clue what I was going to do, to be honest. yeah, too. yeah. I just fucking moved to San Diego because I was like, well, I want to make my parents happy, so mm-hmm. I'm going to try to be an engineer.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I want to do bodybuilding in some, some sort of sense. So that's why I chose to do my master's at UCSD is mm-hmm. because I decided to pursue my degree further in biomechanics Mm. and in order for me to kind of like change my perspective on what I'm, what I'm, what I'm doing. And like, instead of working on helicopters, maybe I can work on, you know, biomechanics and research and like people and like muscles and tissue and stuff. Something that would be a little closer to what I like to do. Right. Yeah. And then like a week before I went to UCSD for my first class, I was like, I can't fucking do this. (laughs) Dude, work was so miserable. I would just wait till the day was over to go to the gym and I would listen to the gym podcast the whole time. Yeah. Do I really want to be in school for another two years to do the, basically close to the same thing that I was doing Mm. at work originally? Mm. Like, I don't want to spend the rest of my life doing something that I don't want to do.
0: I feel like a lot of people would have done that though. Like they would have yeah. just went through it, but yeah, you. What you're telling me through your story is that you had the, you know, the balls essentially to go and take huge risks, like and basically just follow your passion and be judged in front of people. All that stuff is shouts to me that you were just like, I'm sick of this life. I don't want this life. I want to forge my own path. Like that's a very impressive. Like. And I think a lot of people would get get motivation from seeing that because, yes, you may feel, but at the end of the day, you would have felt anyway if you didn't try. You just would have went on and you just would have been in a life that you didn't enjoy. Do you ever think about how different your life would have been if you just kept on going with that course?
1: Dude, every day, man. (laughs) (laughs) I just think about, like, I literally think about that in order to, like, in order to uh, practice gratitude for the life I have right now.
0: Mm. That's a stoic so- thing, though, isn't it? It's uh, thinking of the worst uh, scenario. So, obviously, you working in that 9 to 5 in your head was, like, the worst scenario to be more grateful for your current circumstances. So, right. like, it's it's actually a very useful technique, like... I think you've yeah. got you've got a bunch of philosophies going on. You're a very spiritual guy, like that's what we connected on a lot. So it is. Yeah, I do. 100%. We'll get to that later, anyway. But I want to go mm-hmm. a little bit more into the practical sort of um, side of things because I know a lot of people are very interested in your career path and stuff. You know, becoming a fitness influencer. What sort of advice would you give to somebody starting off today? Would you like recommend a certain way to go. Is there anything in particular that you think you need to stand out today or or what what advice would you give essentially?
1: Um first just start your journey. hmm Like everyone's too scared because they don't think it's gonna like be worth it. Mm-hmm. Or they feel like they don't have the credibility. They feel like they don't have anything to offer or they don't have a value. Everyone has something of value. Everyone has something to offer oh, shit.
0: I'm delighted to welcome a new sponsor to the Chat With Map podcast. It is MOVE. They are an Irish training and lifestyle clothing and accessories brand. Their ethos is all about striving towards the best version of you, never ordinary. The core purpose of MOVE is encouraging their community to drive, to dream, commit and succeed. Since their debut back in 2020 Move has rooted itself in developing gym and casual wear and creating a community for everyone in every sport. The ranges are available on their website and are emblematic of the vision bringing high quality fabric versatile for wearing anywhere from training and hiking across scenic Ireland to just chilling. Join the Move Evolution make sure you Tag move on your move related socials at we.r.move. We look forward to welcome you to the movement. See you out there.
1: You don't know who you could be helping. By sharing your life and sharing your content. Just by relating to someone else, you don't know how much you could be helping them. And in my personal opinion, that's the most valuable thing. So just start your, start your journey. And then post quality, quality content. Things that you really care about. And things you really feel. Mm-hmm. And if you just post about your journey, at least to start off, people will listen to your, t- listen to you. They'll listen to your, um, your path, your story, especially if you have a story mm-hmm. and they'll connect with it. And potentially you'll help people along the way just by sharing your own story. You don't have mm-hmm. to like, you don't necessarily have to post like instruction or like tips or whatever. You know what I mean? Especially if you feel like you don't have any um, um, actual like, resume, like paper credibility, like say, like a NASM certification Mm -hmm. by posting your journey, I'm sure you can help people. And then if you're trying to uh, expand on social media, Mm -hmm. I'd say a lot of people think that they need to like post every day, but I personally believe in quality over quantity. Mm -hmm. Um, That's that's the way that I've always done my posts because I just really care about the content I create. And I think in doing so, it's made a big impact on my journey because mm-hmm. um the more i've cared about my content the better my content has done mm-hmm. and plus you know someone doesn't want to most people aren't really trying to follow a page that kind of spam posts not the best quality content you know what i mean yeah
0: absolutely They,
1: they want to get quality they want to get value for their time yeah so you got to make sure it's worth right yeah percent. Um, also speaking to people's emotions is also very powerful when you're trying to uh when you're mm. trying to expand them when you're trying to hit like the explorer feed um if you make a post that resonates with emotion like surprise shock happiness um even sadness whatever then it's going to make uh, a lot more of an impact and it's going to be more shareable mm. people will. Share that.
0: that's interesting yeah. actually i've never heard that before but uh s- so you would say any style of posts, like Reels on Instagram, any like, um, anything that you recommend or any platforms, anything like that there? Yeah. So the
1: best way to expand, um, a lot of different, uh, a lot of different, um, speakers have talked about this. I think everybody has talked about this too, but like, it's always best to expand on a new platform. Mm. Like the new platform that's growing is the one that you should invest in first. Mm -hmm. And that's where, like, the most growth can be when it's not oversaturated. So, like, when TikTok first started, um, I was a little bit late. I maybe jumped in, like, a year late or something. But Mm -hmm. I jumped into TikTok, like, a little bit before COVID started. Yeah. And around that time, it was still pretty fresh. And I think that was a big reason for uh, my just spike in growth the last couple of years.
0: Yeah, because I think... It was like three hundred thousand or two hundred thousand when I met you. And then it just like within like two years or a year, you're up to like one point two million, which was crazy growth.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think I think I started TikTok when my Instagram was probably like around hundred K maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. That's um nice. and then uh yeah, with TikTok I just I don't know. It kind of just they compounded off each other. Like I, would post my TikTok. I'd be like, oh, if you want to watch all the full videos or something, you know, go check out my Instagram. And mm-hmm. then those people would go check out my Instagram, and any post that did well on Instagram would mm-hmm. also have those people from TikTok watch it, which would add to the views, add to the algorithm, and thus push those videos more too. So mm-hmm. it just compounded off each other. That's yeah. so interesting. The actually, more, the more apps you can be on, the better.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah but the, there's something to be said about stretching yourself too thin too as well you want as you said, you wanna do quality content at the same time, so you wanna right. have as many uh, like platforms as possible, but you wanna provide quality content and all them, so some people just yeah. go into and just like post crap essentially like right. across three platforms, four platforms instead of just focusing on quality where it's with one to two as well, so yeah. today. Obviously, TikTok. Maybe TikTok still early. Do you think it's still
1: early for a lot of people, or do you think? I think it's still one of the best apps that you can be on right now mm-hmm. in order to expand.
0: Yeah, I've noticed like my growth on my TikTok. Obviously, because of being on Love Island, like it, it helped me a lot. Like, but just the organic growth on TikTok is crazy. Like, it, yeah, like it. Instagram and all doesn't compare and stuff right. and people were saying about going doing reels instagram reels and stuff but like i just think tiktok is just so much better it's so much better even still
1: i agree i agree plus if you have um another trick is like if you have a really good if you have good videos that go off on tiktok mm-hmm. if you downloaded them and created them before you posted it and before the watermark went on it
2: mm-hmm. you post
1: those good tiktoks as reels on, on instagram And it's Mm. also going to do well on Instagram. Mm. There we go. So then you can potentially get double. Yeah. So yeah,
0: you're just basically using the same content, posting it twice, and then that's it. It's such a smart way to do it. Like, it's efficient. See, that's Mm. how you can balance going out and being in ridiculous shape and running an amazing business. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, the next sort of thing I want to talk about is like, being in the fitness industry, you know it's a very visual industry so who's got the best look essentially for a lot of it is mm-hmm. is a good way to go i think a lot of people are are connecting with other ones who are you know other influencers and stuff here like against that message and stuff but it's still hard to like not compare yourself to other people in the fitness industry whether that's looks or engagement content all that stuff how do you struggle with that or do you uh have you overcome that?
1: dude I think it's I think it's a human thing, man mm-hmm. to compare yourself to others. It's absolutely human and I still struggle with it I still struggle with that to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, but I acknowledge that. I do that. I acknowledge those emotions in me. I acknowledge my ego that it's there
2: mm-hmm.
1: And I kind of think of it as another entity like, hey, um, I call my ego something else like um different nylon like i've nylon heard i've really heard weird. that why why is that why is that because uh,
0: you person?
1: my best friend's melody and rogue <laughs> <laughs> and i was like such a lame name i'm gonna call my ego that <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i uh, i actually got that from i got that philosophy from uh a podcast uh an Aubrey Marcus podcast i i can't mm. remember quite who he was speaking with <clears throat> but it was a, a woman who, um, who specializes on self-love.
2: Mm.
1: And basically she said to name your ego some silly name, some funny name or whatever that you want to name it, and just be like, hey, hey Nylon, I know you're there. I know that you're, you're just there to protect me, mm-hmm. right? Like when your ego gets hurt, um, I know that you're just there to protect me but it's okay. You, you can go away. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's interesting. Like, though. It's like talking right. to your subconscious though, isn't it? That's essentially what you're yeah. doing. And it's just yeah. a, in a, a useful way to use, put, put it in a practical way for you. Right. Right. So, yeah. That's all right.
1: As long as you acknowledge those things in yourself, those darknesses and those shadows in yourself, then you're just aware of what's going on and you know, you can be stoked and you can overcome it.
0: Mm. so that's what your main advice is just to be honest with yourself and just like meditation probably helps you a lot with that as well Yeah, spirituality is just the big interesting point to me dude because i know we've had conversations in the past and stuff and we connect over this a lot like and we've obviously both been through a, a very difficult situation with the passing of ryan you know who for the listeners is like our uh a very good friend of both of ours who passed away recently. And um, I just want to know, how did your spirituality help you to get through that? And maybe even overcome it in a stronger manner than you would have before?
1: Well, to be honest with you, I feel more so that Ryan helped me get deeper into my spirituality than my spirituality helped me cope with Ryan. Hmm. like sometimes these these life events like it's still it's hard to say because like you know I miss him I miss him every day and I miss him I miss him every day and I miss him to this very day but um I think I think the way that you move on in life is how you see these events and how you see them as whether they're happening to you or they're happening for you, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. No matter what tragic event happens, like say that you're in a car crash and um, you know you break all your ribs and like you're you're basically like handicapped for a few years yeah. or something. You could either say that like that that happened to you. Or, oh oh, woe is me. That's so unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Or you could be like, "Wow, that was a wake up call. Like I wasn't appreciating my life and everything that I had before that. Yeah, and I'm so That's thankful true. that I'm alive now. You mm-hmm. know, I'm so thankful that I'm alive now. I'm so thankful I can still talk to my loved ones. I can still be there with my friends and my family. You know, mm-hmm. I can still eat burgers. <laughs> I don't know, just <laughs> deep. <being> <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> uh, I want to." <laughs> 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 but yeah dude honestly every morning I just I think about Ryan and how grateful he was to have the life that he had regardless mm-hmm. of what he's gone through yeah. just being an incredible human and going out of his way to help people despite all the misfortune that he's, he's experienced and it just kind of reminds me to be a better person and reminds me to be thankful for what I have now the yeah. life that I have now the beautiful friends and people that I, that I'm surrounded with you know the the career that i've created just like everything that i'm living right now is something beautiful and amazing and something to be thankful for absolutely so i think more so ryan has helped me grow deeper into my spirituality in that way
0: yeah 100 percent. i i agree wholeheartedly with that ryan i just had such a gratitude for life and that was the big thing that i got from you know yeah. obviously the the horrendous things that happen to him you like not really go go into it like but it was like how could somebody be this happy like how can somebody be this positive and grateful for life and grateful for the people around him and it came to me one time I was like he's so grateful because he's seen the dark side of life he's seen how bad life actually is and what he was living with us and his life then was just so positive he was like this life is a gift and I'm going to, you know, live it to the best of my ability. And that's where it was like, whenever we were all together, you're just such, it was such positive energy. It was like a great time. Like life was short. You know what I mean? The, the yeah. mentality life is short. I'm happy to be with these people, connecting with these people and doing these amazing things and just going on these adventures and just like, like that Scott's still tripping all, and, Going hiking yeah. and all those. And it's just like wow. It he really taught me a lot. He taught me a, a ton. So I'm uh, the big thing I got from him is life life is very short and you never know what's gonna happen tomorrow, today. So be grateful for what you have and gratitude at the end of the day changes everything. Gratitude changes your life. And that's something that when I get back to my day to day, you know, grind where I'm just working, I'm just not thinking about anything other than being progressing my career, progressing my physique, whatever, it takes me back where I just sit in the morning and just be like, you know, I have to be grateful. You just have to think, think about. You need to be grateful for your family. Like I'm here, like at my parents right now, and uh, they. I, I don't know how long I've got with them. You know, I I travel a lot. I will, maybe next year I'll be living in a different country. Yeah. So like, you just have to be very grateful for your situations, for your situation. And I think when you, when you take it back to that, you know, those people like ran who impacted your life in that way, and then meditation. Like it helps. That's where you really become one with yourself. And it's something that I haven't been doing enough of the meditation side of things. So I've been practicing like I've been doing them three days in a row right now. So I'm going well. But the gratitude, gratitude changes everything. When I was out in San Diego, I used to wake up and that was the first thing I'd do. I would just 10 things in my head that I'm grateful for. for could even be five. And I'd be like, I uh, bring it down to, I'm grateful for my breath, I'm grateful for the sun, I'm grateful for all that, and see when you bring it down to that level where it's just the most basic things in your life, anything above that is like amazing. So you're just happy all the time. Yeah. So, so yeah, no, that's that's my sort of two cents with that there, but I think. The big thing with you is that you've got an alternative way of thinking than most people. And I think that's a really positive thing. Like even your relationships, like I know you've got a girlfriend, but you don't have the same sort of take on monogamous relationships and thing. Would you mind going into that a little bit?
1: Or being yeah. too there? <laughs> no, dude, absolutely. Um <laughs> So, I don't have a different tick on monogamy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think monogamy, monogamy is beautiful um, in its own way, especially. It all, all. It all, all that matters is is your mindset over over your container and the way that you approach. Valuing your loved one, and living your life together to the fullest, right? Yep. <clears throat> um, so my take on relationships in general. Mm -hmm. which is something that you can do whether what regardless of what container you're in whether it's monogamous polyamorous an open relationship whatever Mm -hmm. is that you see your partner as a new person every single day the moment they wake up and this is true we are different people every single time we wake up we're a new Mm -hmm. person we're a different person like Mm -hmm. we've experienced something different we've gone through something different we have different thoughts like we're constantly changing and we're fluid, you mm-hmm. know, um, and like as as just a fact of life, we play these characters on whether or not it feels authentic to us or or not. Mm-hmm. But like like say like you see someone who is like multilingual, you'll see that like when they're speaking the different languages, they're not just speaking a different, they're not just saying different words or saying different sounds. They're literally like a different person. Mm. And they speak in a different language like they've adopted themselves in that culture yeah versus in you know like whatever yeah, other culture. it's
0: true it's true though in every certain aspect like like i learned this through the therapist when i was on love island you're not the same person you are in every single friend group so i'm like a different person with our friend group than i am with like love island friend group than i am with yeah. you know my hometown right. friend group so you're a different person essentially,
1: yeah, right. I mean, you're still Matt regardless, but you're a different version of Matt for sure.
0: Exactly. Um,
1: and <clears throat> so, the you, you just see that your 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 partner is a new person every single time you 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 wake up in the morning. It's a new mm-hmm. person, the person that you have to value, and that that person isn't guaranteed. They're not always going to be there. Mm-hmm. Like. Maybe in a monog- Maybe in a monogamous relationship, you guys have created a sort of um, like an agreement to, you know, um, be in a well. I can't quite remember the name, but mm-hmm. like say that you agreed to be uh, just with each other and without anybody else. Yes. Um, say that you do that for the rest of your life. Like you, yep. you got married, and that's that's what your agreement is yeah you can expect that or you could also acknowledge the fact that life happens Mm -hmm. and anything can happen like your partner or you could literally die tomorrow yeah we we all know that that, that's absolutely possible Mm -hmm. but don't be scared that that may happen instead just acknowledge and be aware of the fact that anything can happen so that in the moment, in what you're living right now, the present moment, which is all that really matters,
2: mm-hmm. you
1: are valuing that person to the absolute fullest extent. Mm-hmm. Because when we're not thinking in that way, it's easier for us to take our partner for granted. And when you're taking your partner for granted, you're not loving them to the fullest extent.
0: Yeah, they're just there right. as a to be there, essentially. Right. Coming out of Love Island, I was asked, Matt, what sort of brands do you want to work with? and uh, check my DMs and it was your usual teeth whitener, Buddhist tea, you know, all that jazz. So I'm happy, and I'm actually ecstatic rather, to be sponsored by Glenisk, which is Ireland's best love yogurt brand. I've been eating their newly reformulated R-strain protein yogurt, which supports gut health and is bursting when you add out of nutrients, including vitamins D, B6, and B12 which helps to support your immune system. If that wasn't good enough, it's also available in nine delicious flavors. Whether your goal is to retain muscle mass, improve gut health, or simply enjoy a delicious high protein post-workout snack, Glenisk's Irish strain protein yogurt is the perfect fit for you. Glenisk
1: available at your local supermarket. My, my view of monogamy, polyamory, whatever, it, it's like, I, I still view monogamy as very valuable. And I'm sure that I'm going to be monogamous at some point in my life. Mm-hmm. But at the moment, my current relationship is an open relationship. Yeah. <clears throat> and, um, and the thing I love about this container, for me personally, mm-hmm. for me and my partner personally, I'm not saying it's the best for everybody. Definitely not. But mm-hmm. for us, it helps us value each other as a new person each and every single day mm. and it it just fuels the fire of passion every mm. single day dude every moment like i'm like on my toes i'm like nervous i'm like a little bit jealous all the fucking time <laughs> <laughs> and that shit makes me value the fuck out of her dude um, Makes me value. that's so
0: interesting that's such yeah. an interesting take that it's, you know, it's to keep you on your toes essentially is right. the, the reason for your, you know, relationship status.
1: It's not the main, it's not the primary reason, mm-hmm. um, but it is a main reason for sure. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of different reasons why this is the container that we've chosen right now, yeah. um, including, including the fact that we're both in our mid twenties and we still want to be, um, our free independent selves and you can do that in monogamy but that has been shown to be pretty difficult for most people mm-hmm. if that makes sense you know what yeah. i mean 100 uh, like,
0: percent. i actually um i feel like right now for me like it's uh freedom freedom is nearly the most important thing so obviously going on love island and all that stuff it it just, there was a lot going on in my life and just realizing that my main priority in life is freedom. So probably monogamy right now wouldn't suit me either. So it's interesting right. that that you had that idea and you were, yous were committed to each other. You were like, we really want to be together, but we want to make this work and be sustainable and actually actually find that it's long-term. How, how is, how do you think that's going to develop? I'm not going to ask, maybe that's a difficult question to ask, but could you see it going into a monogamous relationship eventually? Or do you think that transition will be hard or.
1: It's so funny because, you know, we've accepted the fact that anything can happen. So it could be diff- diff- difficult to ask because I can't tell you the future, Yeah. but I can tell you that we both have absolutely seen herself, seen ourselves together, getting married and having kids. Like that's something very visible in our future, something that we could easily see, which is probably the main reason why we are in this open relationship in the first place is yeah. because we see this future together. If I didn't see a future with her, then to be honest, I'm not sure if I would be in a relationship with her. Mm. Um, You know what I mean? Yeah. one hundred. Uh, but that's something we, we, we definitely see. Um, it's not something that we plan because anything can happen again. Mm-hmm. um things can change people can change she can change i can change at any time which is scary but also exciting at the same time yeah but uh we we've decided that you know in our open relationship the potential is that any at any point in time she or i could fall in love with a different person
0: mm. and that's why it keeps you on essentially so you can you're like, I want to be the best person I can possibly be for you because well, it's open to that sort of, to that thing on a daily basis? To that well, sort
1: of well, well, not like, in a sense, a little bit, mm-hmm. but I don't want to be the best person for her. I want to be the best person for me. Yeah, It makes me want to be the best person that I can be for myself mm-hmm. um, regardless of whether or not we're together or not. Because I don't wanna live my life for her, I wanna live my life for me, and I wanna live our lives together for like for each other, if that makes sense.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So like um, just accepting the fact that like we could be with someone else is just something that empowers me to value her, but like live my life every day. And I think that if she if that were to happen. Then we would come into acceptance of the fact that like maybe our relationship will end at some point hmm. but from the looks of it from us both seeing the relationship and what we see in it we both see that not happening
0: yeah i feel like, yeah. like when user are together i've been there first time and it's just like yeah. user just much so well it's crazy
1: yeah. right and that's the funny thing about it is like the reason why we don't see that happening is because We've literally grown into each other. We we're just like we're we're best friends. Mm-hmm. And that's how this relationship basically started. Is that we didn't really have a label to start off and it's not something that I was interested in for mm-hmm. the longest time. I wasn't looking for a relationship for the longest time. Yeah. And instead we would just enjoy each other's company. And in doing so, we just got closer and closer and closer and closer. And just more alike and shared more ideals with each other until now. It's almost like, it's almost like with are the, the same person, even though we have a lot of differences. Yeah. Those differences are like perfect because they balance us out. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I'm a little bit more masculine. She's a little bit more feminine. And in those ways we balance each other out perfectly. Mm-hmm. Like I help bring out her masculine and help her like, want to strive more and want to accomplish more and she brings out my feminine and allows me to you know be more happy with where i am and um, yeah be more caring and be more chill and and things like that
0: here's a question for you if you say back back when you met and stuff you took the ordinary path and just became went in a monogamous relationship do you think how do you how do you anticipate that would have went compared to your situation now? Because obviously right now it's the perfect situation where you've yeah. grown together. You're really happy in your relationship. You're, just, It's just the perfect situation.
1: Um, Honestly, man, I don't think it would have worked out. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it would have worked out at all, dude. Cause I just wasn't ready. dude. I just like, I was like, there's no way I'm going to go. I'm going to be in a, there's just no way I'm going to be in a relationship. Like, after just moving to San Diego. I like <laughs> met her the weekend and moved to San Diego and I was like, God damn it. San Diego
0: is notorious for relationships not working out, to be honest. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, that's, it's cool. amazing that you? are just very honest with each other and you are both, you are both just saying how it is and like, I think that's where a lot of younger guys and stuff fall down is that they're just honest, not honest with the girls and stuff and maybe, Maybe the girls aren't open-minded to that sort of situation. Like, it's hard to know. Like, I suppose it might be a difficult question to ask, but if, if you or if your partner slept with somebody else now, being in an open relationship, how would that affect your relationship? Would you just be just like, move, that's fine? That's what we're in? Or if would it be
1: difficult? Not, not being in an open relationship?
0: Oh, if you're like you're in an open relationship, and you obviously you can sleep with an, another person, or you can go with another person, whatever. How how do you think that would impact you? Is, like, would how would that make you feel essentially?
1: Like, I wait, you're asking like, like currently, like being in this open relationship, yeah. like when that happens, how do I feel?
0: Yes, exactly.
1: Okay, okay. So, so. <laughs>
0: It's a tough one. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, actually, I mean, I, get, I don't... I mean, whatever. Fuck TMI, dude. Give us a shit. So, <laughs> so literally, she and I both just slept with someone new, literally, just last week.
2: Like,
1: oh, okay. Yeah. Like, we... This is something that's that that's happened, like... Like, I feel like it's happened often. Or, like... I mean, it doesn't happen often, because she and yeah. I both have, like... We do have, like, high standards, and, like, we don't really just, like... We don't just sleep around. Like, yeah. normally, it has to be it's normally a fr- like someone who's close yeah. or someone who like we already share some sort of like good Connection close with like, friend, relationship yeah. with um, mm-hmm. before we like pass that barrier. But she and I have this ideology of separation of like love and sex. And the thing is we both love everybody. We both actively try to love all our friends and love all our whatever. And we do both believe that like love, like, you don't have to just, ha- like, have love for one person. Like, mm-hmm. you can, like every relationship is different. It doesn't mean it's better or worse than another. Mm-hmm. It's just a different person. It's just a completely different relationship. It's just a completely different string. Yeah. And so you can have love with different people, depending on what kind of love it is. But, but she and I personally, but we can also separate sex from yeah. love as well if we chose. Yeah, you know, um, but whenever that does happen, dude, like I'll be real, I'm fucking, I'm still human, and so yeah, sometimes it feels like a thousand fucking knives in my heart. This <laughs> <laughs> shit, dude, I get hell of fucking jealous. I still get fucking jealous to this day. I always get jealous. It's just a normal human thing. Yeah, but it's 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 just like it's I have to literally look like, at, yeah, like yeah. It, it requires a lot of power. A lot of strength and it just it just requires a lot of strength in order to not require the validation of your lover or be dependent on the validation of your lover like i have to be literally just in my own confidence and know that i love myself mm-hmm. to be able to look at my ego and be like hey this has nothing to do with you you're not you're not small in any way yeah all that's happening is that she is living out her life, and you need to see her as you, but in another life, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So every time this happens, that's that's the way that I approach it, in order to kind of come to, you know, peace.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. I feel like, like that's. To- Sorry, go ahead there.
1: Yeah. Plus, plus. Whenever it does happen, it just fuels the fire more. And honestly, if we're both trust, if we're both like the one thing that we 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 need to be in this relationship is one hundred percent authentic and one hundred percent real and trust, like Mm -hmm. trust with each other. And as long as we're being trustworthy and keeping the other person included and letting them feel like they're included, Mm -hmm. then everything's totally okay and it works perfectly fine. That's just the most important part, though, is that like that trust. That like one hundred percent just openness is yeah. just like a huge requirement to make this container work.
0: Exactly. I feel like yeah. uh, it takes two very strong, confident, and honest people to to get in an open relationship. Would that be accurate.
1: I I would say so. I mean, not you know, no one, nobody's perfect, mm-hmm. but be But the container of an open relationship does require a lot of self-love and like mindfulness. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. Because you can you can see it working with certain people who are just like like you know the the people in our relationships because they're just they don't have to they just want a person to be beside them, and then you know the other relationships where the. The partner is really possessive over the other person and it all stems from just not knowing yourself, not being confident in yourself and not having the partner that, you know, that can help you grow in that certain way to to understanding yourself better. So I think with you and your partner, it's just worked so well because you are both, as you say, the same person is there match so so well like is there is balance each other out all that stuff so I think um, it's an interesting dynamic because it just it's it opens people's eye like their minds to the idea that this actually can work in a very like positive a very honest and a very natural way because it to me, what I'm hearing is it just seems much more natural. It's user both better for it, user, user becoming better people for it. And it's there's no behind the back, any of that stuff. Like when somebody's not happy in a monogamous relationship, they'll cheat on their partner or they'll just start abusing them in a certain way, like just making them feel smaller, ignoring them, all that sort of stuff. But yours is just like, it's not monogamous. It's it's a different. People don't look at open relationships the same way as they'll look at monogamous relationships. They're kind of a, I wouldn't say t- taboo, but they're more out there. They're just right. left wing thinking, you know, just, you know. Yeah. So for people to see your side of things and hear how it's gone, like it's pretty, pretty mind opening. It's pretty. Like maybe that can work for us.
1: Yeah, that would be really cool. Honestly, I would uh, I would love that just to expand that that mindset. Not to have everybody like I like I'm not an advocate for open relationships. I'm not trying to push open relationships. Like that's not gonna do anything for me. Like right, yeah. (laughs) All that I care about is like people finding fulfillment and happiness in their relationship, regardless of what container you choose. I think it's the most beautiful thing if you can learn to to value your person like like a new person all absolutely. the fucking. Time. i think that's absolutely beautiful and if you can continue to grow as your independent self like by being together you grow upwards while rather than grow downwards mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. instead of limiting your container and limiting the potential that you guys have together instead by coming together in the way that you guys interact you support each other and Subconsciously encourage each other to grow and mm-hmm. become better. That is the perfect fucking relationship. Yeah. That's the relationship that you want, right? Is one that helps you and helps the other person.
0: Mm, absolutely. Right? It's so yeah. interesting hearing this side of things. Like I uh, obviously I knew you were in an open relationship. But I didn't understand the reasoning behind it or anything like that, or or the dynamic behind it. You know what I mean? So it's interesting hearing your your point of view coming across. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, I feel like a lot of people, like, it's. it goes back to that, like, you know, just settling for, like, that, you know, when you see, like, some people do, they just settle. And, like, that's not going to make you better. That's not going to, like, yeah. advance your life. Like, my relationship was, like, three, four years uh, long. And at the start of it, it was exciting and stuff. And then as we got through it, we just became different people. And they were just bored. We are sick of each other sort of in that sort of way. We still respected each other and whatever, but just wasn't working. And by the end of the relationship, we were just like, yeah, this isn't working. We are just like, you know, let's go all our different ways. But probably that relationship was maybe a year, a year and a half, two years. Should have been ended earlier, but it was just because we were comfortable with each other or settled. And then... Seeing uh, evolving now to knowing like people like you and knowing more information, like I would have I would have ended that and I would have been like, no, Maffy, you actually need somebody. You need a situation that's going to help you grow. And I felt like when I was in that that relationship, I wasn't. I was just comfortable. I just wasn't developing myself. Like I wasn't. I was going to the gym, whatever, doing all that stuff, but. I wasn't as ambitious. I wasn't as driven to get to where I am. And now that I've been single, I think I've been single like th- two, three years. Like I've my life's just went up <laughs> tenfold, Like I suppose. Like <laughs> there's been a few ha- happy circumstances, but at the end of the day, it wouldn't have happened if I didn't put myself in that position. You know what I mean? And um, I feel that's very much down to being uncomfortable you know like being single is a lot more uncomfortable where you see like these these people you know very settled and comfortable and just like they're just like you know getting on and um being single it's like oh maybe I should do that maybe I should get like that but then I think I sit back to myself and like would that really suit the person you are and I like you know freedom's my Number one sort of idea in life, and I just don't think a monogamous relationship right now would work for me. Like I think i will just go back and i will just get lazy, get comfortable. And to have honestly an open relationship like you you have would probably suit me best this time of my life. And I think oh hearing your your side of things it's really like changed my my perspective like within twenty minutes. It's crazy so uh i hope that does for other people as well not that we're obviously condona are condona promoting um open relationships right. not like saying here's a 10 percent discount code on open relationships. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it is interesting because people are different everybody's different i'm i'm different to the next person you're different to the next person after that so certain situations suit different people
1: plus i mean i do think i do think you could find that uh i do think you could find that in a monogamous relationship too it's just Mm -hmm. as long as you make sure that when you and your partner meet that the idea is that you guys are growing together Mm -hmm. and you guys are really passionate for each other then you've found an amazing relationship and obviously of course it could be monogamous too yeah like as long as you have that idea ideology then I think you're you're set. Yeah, for a healthy relationship.
0: Yeah, and it yeah. probably comes down to just knowing yourself, really, doesn't it? Like knowing yourself and knowing your partner and what your preferences and who you are.
1: Right, And being completely 100% authentic with each other.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that's tough to come by these days. To be honest with you, it is. a lot of relationships aren't like that. A lot of Can't people be. aren't like that. But um, now this has been an unbelievable chat. I do have. A few closing questions that i put out on um, instagram i asked a couple of people to throw some questions so i've got two or three questions here that i think would be good to close on and then one starts quite serious it'd be uh, how do you deal with your mental health especially when you're going through a tough time how can you how do you get through that? And what are good practices and what's your advice?
1: So, going through tough times and, and de- dealing with mental health, it's all things that are always difficult. I mm-hmm. think it's always hard, but kind of a broad question. Um, I'm trying to figure out how to answer it best since it is fairly broad. Yeah. So, depending on the situation, I think I'd say that I. I always just make sure to, to, to have a positive mindset over whatever's going on. Mm -hmm. Um, Having that positivity, believing in those positive outcomes, believing that I am okay, believing that I am good Mm -hmm. has the potential of me, of making me good. Like, so the reality we live is, is all within ourselves, right? Like Mm -hmm. our reality is actually in here, whatever we're seeing, whatever we're believing, that's our reality. That's what we're living. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Um, I've I've listened to some co- podcasts on this too, but like for example, look at the like the placebo effect. Look at the sugar pill. Yeah. Right. Um, in a lot of instances, people can simply believe that they're getting the cure, and it cures them.
0: Perception right? is reality. Really? Is it? Yeah.
1: Absolutely. So if you are believing in the things that you want that are good for you, if you're believing these beautiful things, and you were reaping the emotions from those thoughts then you are living that you are currently living that, mm-hmm. that is your reality. Yeah. You can literally change your reality and what your life is by manipulating your thinking and thinking mm-hmm. positively. Yeah. So it's something that I just continuously remind myself and it's like a muscle. It's mm-hmm. something that you have to practice yourself, uh, practice, you know maybe every day or consistently um for example like gratitude is something i practice every morning yeah i start my day off practicing gratitude and in doing so i have a much better outlook for the entire day and in practicing it every day it's only gotten easier and easier
0: mm, that's interesting here actually because uh yeah. obviously like meditation all those things it's it's daunting to the just the everyday person who hasn't done it before it's like to me, uh, meditation is just the hardest thing in the world, just sitting down for like five minutes and trying not to think. <laughs> right. But like uh, I do think you've got a great point of just having a positive outlook on life. Like, you know, perception is reality and the end of the day. and uh, we live in a, a universe of endless possibilities. So why not? Right. Like why? Why not your story be an amazing, amazing story? So don't, don't, you know, there's, don't end it really. Don't cut it short, you know, move forward and with a positive mindset and try to be the best person you can be and just adventure and life's a gift. But the gratitude thing is is an amazing tool, I think. An amazing tool uh, for everyday, everyday life. And I feel like, digesting i put out a uh, tweet today is like digesting negative news sources every day like you get up you look at twitter you look at instagram you look at the news and it's all negative so remove that from your life because it's the same as like you know your body as well like it's like when you take junk food put it in your body it's not gonna have a good outcome so you take right negative stuff it's gonna have a bad outcome as well so that's another another one And uh, to have a goal is a big thing as well. To be driven towards a goal, get an exciting goal, that's good for you. See how that works. Um, But next question, how to be more confident now? You're a confident guy. How do you achieve that?
1: Uh, I think self-love would be the best thing. Mm -hmm. Having self-love for yourself. Um, Confidence comes in... uh, loving everything that you are in its in its light and in its darkness whatever it is your shadows too Mm -hmm. um acknowledging that it's there and still loving it regardless Mm -hmm. right um if you're always comparing yourself to other people and trying to like be up to like a standard that that you feel like you're not meeting then you're always going to feel like you're you're falling short yeah but if you just love yourself for whatever you are and constantly just try to be your best self and constantly try to improve. Mm-hmm. And there's no reason why you shouldn't have confidence in yourself. You are right. Yep. So being mindful of yourself and who you are and, and loving yourself regardless, mm-hmm. I think the most powerful thing you can do.
0: That's brilliant advice. Can't add more to that. And uh, lastly, and this is a, a lighter note, what are your favorite EDM
1: artists? oh fuck yeah dude <laughs> all right fucking black tiger sex machine shout I out knew to those that boys was coming. I knew that was coming yeah. <laughs> I love them dude always have they go so hard those uh, rays
0: pop man. those rays yeah. when you put black tiger sex machine on it just pops it just works oh yeah you,
1: dude. <laughs> I love them dude uh yeah, they, they reach out to me and they're like yeah dude if you ever want to come to our shows just hit us up i was like oh my no god <laughs> yeah. i'm so down yeah guys um bvsm for sure mm-hmm. uh i think lane eight as well we love you know,
0: yeah
1: lane 8 is such a such an amazing vibe yeah um i think they're my they are my most listened on my spotify for last year yeah for sure yeah, yeah just banger after banger right they just uh they just like like when i was in a dark place <laughs> mm. when i was like I, I went through a few things and like some some pressing moments and stuff here and there but like they were like the music that i'd always listen to when i was like being real emotional you Which, know
0: yeah i feel that yeah. you just want to go to a top of a mountain and just sit and just overlook the sunset and listen to their to the tunes
1: right their sets are beautiful yeah so I think those two for sure and then it's hard for me to pick a third one there's just so many good edm artists out there dude yeah there's so many kids. um
0: luckily you're in california you could just go and see any of them
1: like yeah all, right
0: all, all summer long all year round especially
1: yeah. yeah dude zoo is playing at cross this weekend i wish you were coming
0: i yo i was actually planning on coming out so before i went into love island i was planning yeah. on going across this cross as was feeling because the border is not open if I wanted to go oh. anyway. So I can't <sighs> even go bro. you know, <laughs> Dude, so, damn. but I do. I, my idea is that I want to, I'll be in Dubai the start of the year for maybe two, three months. and then I'm, my sister's getting married in, um, in America next year. And then I'm, I might just stay. i say screw it. I'll just stay seeing how it goes. But anyway, bro, this has been an unbelievable chat. I've felt that there's a lot of learning points there. I've felt I've learned a lot. I've uh, developed and grown through this. And uh, I hope other people have too. But I just want to uh, say thank you so much. You're an absolute legend. I love you, man. And uh, do you have anything you want to promote? I know you got the app on the way and what's your socials, all that stuff. You want to
1: drop yeah, it? Sure. Um, so, uh, if you guys don't, uh, you guys can follow me on Instagram. It's just Niall Nyga, it's just my first and last name. N Y L E N A Y G A. Um, my TikTok is the same, but with an underscore between my first and last name. So that's N Y L E underscore N A Y G A. And then, uh, my YouTube is also just my name. So, I mean, those are, those are my top through social medias that I use. Um, I am promoting, or I am coming out with my app soon, my fitness app, mm-hmm. which will be super fucking sick because I'm putting on like a ton of different kind of programs tailored based off of what you want to focus on, what kind of body you want to achieve. They're all primarily like bodybuilding aesthetic based, So like building an mm-hmm. X-frame, keeping your waist small, building wide shoulders, you know, yeah. if you're a female, um, focusing on like your hammy and glute tie in and like, you know, bigger quads. Um, like uh, emphasizing your hourglass uh, but it'll be coming out soon I'm really excited for it to come out um, aside from that there's not really anything else I guess so just that
0: oh, yeah. alright my brother thank you so much get ready set.